0: We interrupt the program now in progress to bring you a special report. Here are the highlights this morning.
1: From the WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071 Champagne's Alternative.
0: From WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone. It's Friday, October 16th, 2020. The University of Illinois has reached a new low in positive COVID-19 test results, as the number of tests administered hits a large milestone as well. In the past week, the case positivity rate has been 0.18 percent, marking over two weeks of case positivity under half a percent on campus. The Shield testing data shows that, overall, the trend of positive test results has been steadily decreasing since the beginning of September. Additionally, the university has now reached over 500,000 total COVID saliva tests administered, owing to the ongoing return to testing sites by students and staff. In comparison, the Illinois Department of Public Health has reported its highest number of positive cases in one day recently, with roughly 4,000 after reporting 67,000 total tests. The United States continues to grapple with heavy unemployment, WPGU's Emily Crawford reports.
2: U.S. jobless claims rose to 898,000 this week, continuing the trend of 800 to 900,000 claims per week for more than a month. Layoffs continue to rise across the country in many industries, including cuts from major airlines and Disney. Despite this, talks continue in Washington, as the President and the House of Representatives have yet to come to an agreement on another COVID-19 relief package. The numbers this week remain above the peak of the 2008 financial crisis, where claims only reached 665,000 a week. However, this is below the spike of 6.87 million claims in March. From WPGU News, I'm Emily Crawford.
0: On the final day of the Supreme Court nomination hearings for Judge Amy Coney Barrett yesterday, Senate Republicans scheduled a committee vote for October 22nd at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Senate Republicans did this in violation of committee rules, as two members of the minority party were not present. The only Senate Democrat present was Dick Durbin of Illinois, as other Senate Democrats waited outside of the committee room in protest. During Thursday's hearing, Senate Democrats criticized Republicans for pushing this confirmation through before the election. The committee also heard from Judge Barrett's former colleagues and the American Bar Association in support for Judge Barrett. President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden appeared in two separate town halls at the same time last night in an unusual change from the typical election year debate structure. The individual town halls were planned after the second presidential debate was made virtual due to concerns surrounding the coronavirus, and President Trump refused to participate. The town halls featured an audience of prospective voters asking questions directly to the candidates, as opposed to a moderated debate. In his town hall, the president fielded questions about his administration's handling of the coronavirus pandemic, his comments on white supremacists, and the New York Times report alleging he had paid only $750 in federal income tax during the year he ran for president. Former Vice President Joe Biden faced questions in his town hall concerning court packing, foreign policy, the environment, and coronavirus. Among his remarks, Biden stated support for making the coronavirus vaccine mandatory, though noted the policy could face practical challenges. The third and final presidential debate will take place next Thursday, October 22nd at 8 p.m. Central Time. Houthi rebels and the United States have carried out a record-breaking prisoner swap. WPGU's Anne McEwen has the story.
1: 1,081 prisoners were released Thursday under a deal struck last month between Yemen's internationally recognized Saudi-backed government and the Houthi rebels. Planes carrying prisoners took off from the three airports and brings up the possibility of peace talks in the war-torn region. The exchange was overseen by the Red Cross and was the largest prisoner swap of its kind in the last five years of conflict. The exchange comes after the release Wednesday of two Americans and the remains of another who were held captive in Yemen and an apparent swap for some 240 Houthi supporters who are allowed to return home after being stranded in Oman. For WPGU News, I'm Anne McEwen.
0: For WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone.